We are back for another installment of Run the Damn Ball. I am your host, Trevor Petrillo. Alongside me is Matt Shrum. What's going on, Matt? Man, I'm feeling good. Hope you're doing well. Uh, finally, to talk about college football. We love college football. So excited. Uh, can't wait to uh, get after it. Yes, Saturday, college footballs are back. Saturdays are not going to hit the same this year, though, without the Big Ten and the Pac-12. I'm a Ducks fan. Don't get to watch Austin Stadium lit up this these Saturdays, which is a little sad, but we do have college football. So we're going to break down who we think is going to finish top three, top four, each division with uh, Big 12, ACC, and the SEC. And maybe talk about a group of five team like a Memphis, UCF, SMU getting up there, maybe making the playoffs. So um, we're going to jump right into it right now with uh, a little bit of the ACC. Obviously, there's Clemson, number one team, Trevor Lawrence, Dabo Sweeney, Travis Etienne in the backfield. Lost a lot of guys, though. Isaiah Simmons, the safety hybrid linebacker guy, stud. Top seven pick, went to the Cardinals. Notre Dame joins the conference this year after there was nobody for him to play independent. I hate Notre Dame. ACC should have told him no. We have also Pitt, North Carolina, Louisville, Florida State, Georgia Tech, all those teams vying for the third, fourth spot. I'm going to slide over to Matt here. Matt's going to talk about who he thinks is going to finish in the upper echelon of the Atlantic Coast Conference. Yeah, the ACC Conference, obviously, I'm a huge Pitt fan, so, you know, I love this conference. I think it's great head-to-toe. Uh, I think this year there's a lot of teams that have uh, older rosters, a lot of senior leadership. Uh, looking at Pitt, you got Clemson, uh, North Carolina. I think Virginia Tech has 17 starters coming back from last year. Uh, I know they had uh, a top corner opt-out, but I think with that coaching staff, they're still going to be a tough team. Louisville bringing back a bunch of depth. I think they can be scary this year. I think we both agree they, they can get right up in that mix of that top four. Obviously, this year it's not broken up into the two conferences, so it's going to be the top two go to the ACC championship and then duke it out. And Obviously, I think whoever wins that's going to, you know, obviously play for a huge playoff spot. I think that's how deep the ACC is. Um yeah, I think here's what I got. I got Clemson at one, obviously. Trevor Lawrence, uh, the talent they got back. I think Lawrence is only get better. Uh, last year, you saw an improvement. He went from 3,200 yards passing to about 3,700 last year. Picked up his touchdowns, uh, went up to 36. Uh, had 30 his freshman year. Did throw eight picks compared to his first year of four. Um eight picks, that's not too bad with that great T D ratio. And he added five hundred and sixty three rushing yards with nine touchdowns. He had a you know total of forty five touchdowns. I think Lawrence he's gonna be a Heisman front runner and uh really carry Clemson. But after that I got my favorite team, the Pitt Panthers coming in at two. I think they got so much depth. Uh even losing Jalen Timon, I think they got Paris Ford, one of the best players in the ACC Division. I think they got Hamlin, um, Patrick Jones, Rashard Weaver. They got a 
great group of young guys on the interior D-line. They're going to be rotating. They're going to see anywhere from three to five guys being rotated, keeping that team fresh, um, which I think is going to be a key. A lot faster at linebacker. Key player to watch will be in the middle, Wendell Davis. He's an absolute stud. Going on from there, I got Notre Dame. Ian Book, I feel like he's coming back for his eighth year. I don't know, Trevor. I feel like he's been there forever. <laughs> yeah, he's been in college forever. And, you know, I think, you know, with that coaching staff, Notre Dame's always going to be there. Like Trevor said, I'm not a huge fan of Notre Dame, but um, I think they'll be right there. And I uh, love a big square off with Pitt early in October. So looking forward to that. And then rounding out, I got UNC. And I, I think, honestly, anywhere in this two to four range, UNC can be at Sam Howell. He's a dog. Uh, 38 touchdown passes last year, 3,600-plus yards. I think he's only going to get better and really make a staple for this ACC tournament, ACC conference over the next few years. What yeah. Do you think? Uh, I got Clemson 1, ND 2. I have North Carolina 3 with Sam Howell. Then I have the Pitt Panthers. Coming in at four, Kenny Pickett, under center for them. I feel like he's been there forever also. Team to watch I like that could end up in the top four. I like Louisville. Scott Satterfield did a great job last year with uh, bringing him back to some prominence. They have Malik Cunningham, quarterback, fun quarterback to watch, dual threat guy. J.B. Hawkins, the running back they have there. He's a stud. He got some juice. Louisville's a team to look out for. Miami as well, obviously, always top name in college football. D.R. King coming over from Houston. He's one of the guys I might talk about later in the Heisman Trophy conversation. He's one of the worst in value. He's at uh, plus 1,200 right now. We'll touch on that a little bit later. But I like him a lot. But uh, obviously Clemson, Travis Lawrence, Travis Etienne, Dabo, they always got it going on down there. So I look for uh, Clemson. It's my pick to represent the uh, ACC in the college football playoff. Is that who you're going with as well, Matt? You know, I feel like it's going to be a tough fight and Pitt's going to give it all they got. But, uh, yeah, I'm going with Clemson as well. Yeah. The Tigers are tough. We're going to slide over to the Big 12 now with, obviously, Oklahoma's been a uh, dominant force in that conference with they've had quarterbacks like Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, and Jalen Hurts last year. But every time they get to the playoff, they get drummed. Who knows what the defensive thing's the problem. Nobody plays defense in the Big 12, though. So it's kind of just a 7-on-7 conference, run and shoot, score a ball, try to get three and outs, but obviously it never works. So uh, Oklahoma's always a team to watch out for. But I'm going to go with my top four right now. I have, number one, Oklahoma State Cowboys winning the Big 12. They bring back Chuba Hubbard, one of the top running backs in the subway. Tyler Wallace, wide receiver, six foot one ninety, kid out of Fort Worth, Texas, was supposed to go to the draft. Banged up last year, maybe that's why he came back. He would have been a top two round pick, and he's a stud. And I like what I saw out of Spencer Sanders, a quarterback last year, dual threat guy. Ended the season on strong notes. I think that uh, I know the defense isn't strong in Stillwater, but I think they're going to give enough turnovers to uh, end up winning that uh, division. Two, I got Iowa State. Brock Purdy, quarterback. They were in so many one-score games last year. Defense approved. They always do. Always have one of the best defense with that four-two-five they run over there in uh, 
Ames. So uh, Brock Purdy and Iowa State are my two. In three, I have Lincoln Riley and the Oklahoma Sooners. Breaking in Spencer Rattler, quarterback. He's going to be a stud. He was a five-star kid two years ago. I don't know. I just don't think the defense can get off the field enough to win. win it. I mean, eventually someone's going to seat uh, Oklahoma, so why not be this year? In four, I have Texas Longhorns, Sam Ellinger, quarterback. I know Tom Herman, and uh, he's done a pretty decent job. Texas hasn't been back, really. Always on the preface of getting there, but never can really bust through. But I think Ellinger and them have a decent year. Finishing fourth in the conference. Uh, what do you think about the Big 12, Matt? What, do you, what, what are your picks? Yeah, I think I'm going to go a little different here for you. But I think, yeah, the Big 12, I think, is a conference that is, is very wide open this year. I think, like you said, Lincoln Riley has just been on the – thrown over there in Oklahoma, um, just constantly, you know, Mayfield hurts, bringing out, you know, the great QBs, Kyler Murray. Um, I think, though, this year, uh, I, I'm going to go and say Texas is going to overthrow them. They got some great players. Uh, Sam Ellinger, obviously, 3,600 yards, two, 32 touchdowns, 10 INTs. He's tough. He's durable. He can also run, give you 10 touchdowns a season. I like Texas, man. I think Joseph Assey, um, six tackles for a loss, three sacks in that Alamo Bowl game versus Utah last they year. They pounded the Utes. They pounded them. Um, I know a lot of people look the momentum into the next year, and I think Joseph Assey and there's another safety, Caden Stearns, uh, young guy. I think he was a freshman last year. He had four picks, so I think he's only going to get better. Um, I think Spencer Rattler – I got Oklahoma at two. I think he's going to be great. Uh, I think, you know, I just think they might not have what Texas has and some older guys in that defense to lean on. Um, right. Three, I got Oklahoma State. Uh, Chubba Hubbard is a beast. I mean, can he do 2,000 yards again? I don't know, man. It'll be interesting to see if he can do that uh, performance. But, yeah, they got some older guys. Got some depth there. I think obviously they're going to compete right up there with Texas and Oklahoma. And then a full rounding out, I got Iowa State. Um, I think you talk about the QB play with Purdy. I think he's a great player. And, yeah, I mean, they were in so many close games last year that they could have won. Um, so that's my round off four. I got Texas and Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship. And I got Texas winning and advancing to the playoffs. I think they're going to finally – Bring it back, and I think they're ready to roll with you. Yeah, I mean, Tom Herman, obviously good offensive mind. I just don't know about Evelyn York gets over that hump. I have Oklahoma State representing the Big 12 in the playoff. Mike Gundy gets over the hump finally and gets his team to the big stage. Now to the SEC, the conference that I think they would play no matter what was going on. They love it down there. It's it's a, it's a religion down there. They love their college football. Some of the best teams reside in the uh, SEC. I'm going to swing it over to Matt, see where he goes with his uh, SEC East and SEC West predictions. Yeah, I mean, I want to start with the West just because I know you and I have some conversation on this East, and we love a few teams out there in the East. Uh, starting with the West, I got Alabama. I think that's their clear favorite there. Uh, you know, they lost a lot, but, man, they got so many weapons. I think Devonta Smith is going to be up 
or offensive player of the year. I think he's going to be a Heisman candidate. I mean, the guy had 68 catches, almost 1,300 yards, 14 touchdowns, average 18 and a half per catch. I think he is a joystick, a human joystick, dynamic. Um, him and Waddle now, it's their time to shine. Yeah, Mac Wa- Jones. Waddle's a bad dude. Waddle's a bad dude. So I think Alabama's clear cut. At two, giving them a run. Uh, I know it's going to be a little reach, but I think Bo Nix is going to carry that offense, carry that load for Auburn. And I can see them competing right up there with Alabama in the West. Moving over to the East, I think it gets very interesting in the East over here. I know you and I have gone back and forth. I'm going to go with my top team as the Georgia Bulldogs and number two, Florida Gators. Um, I think both teams are loaded with talent on offense. The way Georgia finished, though, I'm a huge fan of JT Daniels. I know a lot of people are knocking him out. You thought when Newman was out and opted out that, you know, this season was going to kind of go to waste. I know he's not cleared yet. Mathis provides some deep at the backup position, but I really think you're going to see JT Daniels and what he's made of. Samir White is a monster of a running back. He had a great performance in that bowl game over Baylor. He, he had 18 carries, 92 yards, and touchdowns. And they have a talented receiver in George Pickens. I mean, that dude was a beast. Yeah, he he's a stud. Right up there on the average per yards with Devonta Smith. So, as much as talent as Florida has with Kyle Pitts, Trevor Grimes, Kadarius Tony, who I love, and uh, Kyle Trask, I think it's going to come down to that game. I think Georgia's going to get it done. What do you think, Trevor? Start the SEC East. I'm going to take Florida. I'm a big damn Mullen guy. Offense genius. Always his teams always finish high in rankings offensive wise. He's done it for a decade and a half as a coach and a coordinator. Kyle Trask is the guy, man. He's tough, big dude, physical, can throw it, makes every throw. A lot of NFL teams. Kind of iffy on him, see what he does this year. But I have uh, Florida winning the East with Georgia behind him. I just don't trust Kirby Smart. Year in and year out, they have top one, top two recruiting classes. They never, never seem to figure it out. I mean, they ruined – I mean, Jake Fromm was better his freshman year, kind of declined. It could be him, but it could be the staff. So, tough to say there. Over to the West, I have – this is tough for me. I – Going to put Alabama there just because they're Alabama. Mac Jones finished the season pretty good when Tua went down. Obviously, Nick Saban, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, Dylan Moses comes back, Najee Harris. They got dudes everywhere, obviously, and they're Alabama top recruiting class every single year. But I love Texas A&M. I love Kellen Mond. Had a great season last year. They had a rough schedule last year. I mean, now it's going to get a little easier. They did have Florida, though, this year when they went to just a conference schedule. So, um, schedule got a little tough. But I am I was thinking I almost wanted to put A&M up there with Jimbo Fisher and those dudes. But got to give Bama the um, benefit of the doubt there and go one with them. So, uh, in the SEC, I have two teams representing them in the cultural playoff. I have Bama and Florida both getting in. Matt, who do you have coming out of the SEC? Well, I tell you, it's going to be tough here, but 
I'm going to roll with them. I'm going to stay with them. I got Bama and Georgia. I got two teams coming out as well. Right. Um, I think whether you said Florida or Georgia, I think just because of the three conferences, you got to take two SEC schools here this year. Yeah, I agree. I mean, LSU is obviously going to take a step back. Jamar Chase opted out due to COVID. Miles huge. huge uh, Miles Brennan's a quarterback. But they're going to take a step back. That could have been one of the greatest seasons ever by a team. Joe Burrow breaking all the records. I love Coach O. I think everyone loves Coach O. But um, you see them taking a step back. SEC's loaded. Like Mississippi State, Ole Miss, those teams with no co- new coaches, Lane Kiffin and I mean, Mike Leach and Mississippi State and Kiffin and Ole Miss. Egg Bowl's going to be fun, if anything, with those two dudes. Press conference-wise, <laughs> that'll be great. But who knows? you got to give Bama the benefit of the doubt there. I mean – Nick saying it's the best that would do it. So now we're going to slide over to our Heisman thoughts. I mean, obviously, with the Big Ten opting out, Justin Fields is going to be our top guy. He was, you can uh, probably, any look at any list, he would have been one, two, three, respectively. So him opting out kind of throws a loop in it. Trevor Lawrence is obviously the guy, everybody thinks. Finished last year. I think he threw last eight games into our pick. Was, uh, Struggled a little bit early in the year, but uh, I think it's he only lost one game in his uh, college career, and it was the uh, national title last year to LSU. So uh, Lawrence is up the top guy, obviously. Same team, Travis Etienne, running back. Maybe him and Lawrence take votes from each other, but I think Etienne's one of the best players in college football overall. Top guy got top end speed. He'll be a top uh, round pick. In next year's um, draft, Matt, who are you looking at when we look down the list here a little bit? Yeah, a little guy, a couple guys beside Trevor Lawrence. I think Devonta Smith. Uh, I know I talked about him earlier in the segment. I think he's explosive, big time player, home run hitter. I think he's a rugs type of guy with a little bit more height. Um, so I'm excited for him. I think Sam Ellinger is going to be there. I think he's going to carry that load. The senior leadership. I love, I love Derek Stingley. Uh, six picks last year. I mean, was fifth in the fifth in the NCAA with that. Fifteen pass breakups. Obviously, I'm big on uh, DBs and, and safeties. Um, just because I'm a huge Pitt fan, and I think this guy's going to be going to really work himself into a first rounder next year. And that's my guy, Paris Ford. The guy had 97 tackles. Three touchdowns. He turned one of those picks into a sorry three INTs. He turned he turned one of those picks into a touchdown, and he had eleven pass deflections. I think like we talked about, he's on a load of defense. He's going to be my sneak pick there to get in that Heisman top four, top five of guys right there. So tough. I mean, the last five guys won the award over quarterbacks. Henry won in twenty fifteen as a running back, and after that. It's Five quarterbacks, so Mark Ingram at 09. It's usually quarterbacks is a tough thing. I like Chuba Hubbard, obviously. He got uh, pretty decent odds, but I think quarterback is a guy you got to go. Like a Mac Jones, who I've seen him at plus 17, 75 is a guy who might be, if Alabama has a great year, Jones is going to be the leader of that. So he might sneak in there. Same with Kyle Trask. If Florida can run the table at 2100, he's plus 2100. If Florida can run the table, there's no reason Trask won't be the leader of that offense and get them up into uh, contention. Another guy, Kellen Mond, I touched on him earlier with his running prowess. 
I think Mullen has a chance if A&M can run the table a little bit, knock some teams off. I think Mond could sneak in there and uh, maybe get some votes and might be able to make his way to New York. Anybody else, Matt? I'm looking here. Sam Howe, obviously, plus twenty, plus 2,000. I don't know if UNC's team will be good enough for uh, him to be into the Heisman talk, but never know. Yeah, a, a guy I like, I don't, not necessarily a Heisman long stretch here, Kadarius Tony out of Florida. Literally a human joystick. Uh, that, that guy, guy was banged, banged up last year. year. They expected big things from him last year. Uh, I know they got Trevin Grimes coming over, but I think Kadarius Tony is a guy to keep your eye on. I think he can kind of play like Percy Harvin did at Florida. He's a little bit bigger. I uh, hope he stays healthy, and I think he could have a huge year in that Florida offense with paired up with Trash. Yeah, one other guy I'm going to look at, and when I look at Heisman odds, I'm probably going to sprinkle a little bit on Jalen Waddle just because he does return punts, and he returns three or four punts, and he has a big year catching 90 balls upwards, uh, 1,200 yards receive, and gets in the end zone. He could be a guy that sneaks in there to uh, get to New York and get some votes, and uh, it's pretty much it for the uh, Heisman talk we're going to do here. So we're going to start a new segment here where uh, – Every week we're going to give you an NFL pick and a uh, college pick for uh, gambling-wise. Everyone wants to throw some cash, win some cash. But this week we're just going to take a uh, college game here, and I'm going to start off. I'm going to go Western Kentucky plus 11.5 versus Louisville. I know I talked about Louisville earlier with Scott Satterfield, Malik Cunningham. They did a great job. But Western Kentucky brings back a lot of dudes. I think they have like 17 out of 20. One guys, 22 guys back. So I think that they're going to fall inside the number of plus 11 and a half. Louisville was probably going to end up winning the game straight up. But I think Western Kentucky is going to be a good bet this week. And that's my uh, bet of the week. Matt, what do you have? Yeah, real quick, that was a surprising pick. I, I just, you just talked about how you love Louisville. Hey, you know, we'll, uh, we'll keep our records here and we'll see who's got yeah. the best record at the end of the year here. But now I think that could be a, Decent pick, uh, just messing with you. But uh, my pick, I think it's pretty shock here uh, going into this first week. I think it's going to be, you know, could be a mess on the defensive side. Uh, just with everything that's been going on, a little bit of rusty, uh, a lot less practices. But uh, I got a lock here. I think it's a pretty chalk pick. I mean, I know I'm going to throw in on it. I like Iowa State minus 11 and a half over L.A. Lafayette. I know Trevor and I both had Iowa State in our top four for the Big 12 finishing out. I think this is a lock pick and lock it in, folks. Yeah, like, I'm a big Brock Purdy guy. I think he's tough. He'll end up on a lot of draft boards next year. So that's pretty much going to conclude this episode of College Football Preview. So um, stay with us, guys. We're going to do a little bit uh, next week. We're going to drop a couple podcasts, review some of the NFL games. Review some of the big college games, talk about that, uh, give you guys some daily fantasy lines like we did in the previous episode. So, yeah, we're going to do a bunch of stuff, guys. If you guys want to tweet us anything, I'd run the RTDB podcast. If you guys want us to touch on anything we haven't touched on, that'll be uh, perfect. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Have a good night.